Night to night. Why not? He'll make you think. I think I'm going to break protocol here, though. He'll make you laugh. Is it conceited of me? Because, I mean, I'm puffing my chest out a little bit. And he lives for a take that'll make you do both. He says things I can't say. Nothing tops overtime, whether it's on the field or on the air. People don't forget. It's time for Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. And welcome on in. It is Overtime with Jonathan Pito. I'm glad you guys could be with me here on this Tuesday. Oh, I feel good today. feel really good today. Yesterday, I'm not so sure. I'm going to open up uh, admitting something really stupid to you guys, okay? That's what I'm going to do, and then we're going to get into the Browns. I just, I, I feel fantastic today, and I am like 95% certain. So yesterday, I was only on for the short show. And by the time I got to doing the short show yesterday, the Express, the half-hour version, I was feeling back to normal. I was feeling good. And when I do updates during the day, it's 60 seconds. It's not the hardest thing in the world. I can get up for 60 seconds even if I'm exhausted, right? It's just it's just not that hard to be able to, every 20 minutes, feel like you feel awesome for 60 seconds. So, fairly certain. Because today I went to go, I, I, I have a, a pill I take at night. That lets me go to sleep, especially after you have to do these, these five-hour radio shows. You know, you're kind of feeling a little bit of a high after every show. You're, you're, you got to have a come-down moment. So I started taking not too long ago, maybe like a year, year and a half ago, I started taking these, these pills to help me go to sleep at night. Really, I just needed to make sure that when we had the child, I could be able to get up in the morning and everything would be fine, and I'm not staying up too late, and I'm not up till 3 in the morning or anything crazy, right? So I started taking these pills that help me go to sleep, and it's more than just melatonin. I know what you're thinking. And but these pills, like they, they don't knock me out. It's not like NyQuil or anything, but they just help shut they shut off my brain, basically. And then it's great. And then I'm just able to go to sleep and it's not a big deal. And then I wake up in the morning and I feel awesome. And I've never had it happen where I mistake my daily vitamins that I take for these pills. I've never had that happen. And yesterday I just kept wondering to myself why I was so exhausted all day yesterday. And I was doing things so out of character for myself because I was so exhausted. Like I was just, I kept ordering food. I've been trying to eat nice and good and healthy, but I kept ordering food because I was like, this is the only thing I can do for energy. And I just kept going. And then today, today I grabbed those nighttime pills. I grabbed three of them because usually I take three regular vitamins and I grabbed three of them and I was this close to putting it in my mouth. And I said, those aren't the right pills. And then it hit me. It hit me like a ton of bricks what happened yesterday. Clearly, I took the sleepy pills during the day like an absolute idiot. Like an absolute idiot. I have no idea why I did that. And so, uh, I mean, listen, did I sleep well last night? I slept well last night. Do I feel better at the fact that I understood why I was asleep, basically? Why I was like, it was like I was walking on, on, like, on quaaludes or something all day yesterday. It was unreal. I have no idea how it happened. It's kind of like, um, you guys ever you guys ever live with this? It's like the, the pill version of if you have like... If you drank vodka when you meant to drink a water bottle, which does it's not it's like something that happens in movies. It's not real life because you'd put together halfway down that you're drinking vodka and not water. But every now and then when I walk by my little shelf of alcohol, I do think like I could really mess up a day here really quick, couldn't I? Could really mess up a day. That's basically what happened. The pill form of that happened and I couldn't catch it because it's a pill and I wouldn't know. I've made the vodka water bottle mistake before. But you caught yourself, right? Well, I, I took a shot. You took basically. a shot. Basically took a swig. <laughs> and then you had to go about the rest of your day? Oh. Um, fortunately, it was in the evening. Um, but yeah, I thought it was my water bottle. It was not. Thank God. Thank God you didn't just take the full swig and then just be like, you know what? I'm halfway in. Let's just, let's just wreck today. If it, was, if it was young me and I was in college, I might have just gone for it. Ah, all right. Guess we did. We, 
Didn't mean to get drunk at noon, but now we're getting drunk at noon. So anyway, I feel fantastic today. I got a great sleep last night. I feel ready to go. I feel well-rested because I walked around like a zombie all day yesterday in just an, in one of the dumber things I think I've ever done in my life. But uh, I got to figure out a better system for myself or something. But I feel good today. And, you know, in going through today and, and trying to maneuver this backup quarterback situation, I'm going to do my best to not sound irritated. I'm going to do my best, but you guys got to be irritated just the same way I am. I know you guys got to be livid. There's no way you can just see what's happened in the previous couple weeks and think to yourself, this is okay. This is all right. Functioning football teams operate this way. I tell you what, I've now been here since 2016. And before I got here, I would always think to myself, I wouldn't say same old Browns. That's not really my mentality with things just in general. But I would think to myself, man, a lot of things happen in Cleveland. Consistently, a lot of things happen in Cleveland. And I just kept thinking about that in the previous couple of weeks. Uh, how it just it feels like every time we come this close, there's Charlie Brown with the football pulling it away and just same old Cleveland Browns. I, it's incredible how it works this way. It's incredible how things just continue to pop up. But these are the type of stories. I couldn't write this if I tried. I couldn't write this if I tried. Uh, we always joke about the NFL writer. Had more jokes about whether or not they were on strike, but that's a different story. But we always joke about like the NFL writers and like, oh, get the script all ready to go. The NFL jokes at their own expense about the NFL writers. The reality is, is that you couldn't have put together what's happened over the previous couple weeks. You needed so many things to go wrong to find the Browns in this situation. And then when they find themselves in the situation, to have them continue to absolutely screw the pooch the way that they have is incredible. It's absolutely incredible to the point that it almost seems unbelievable. And so here's where we're set up now. And what is, it's not necessarily a must-win game, but if you start now the season two and three, I believe you get five or six bullets, basically. You get five or six losses in a year. We're down to half of them used up. Five games in, not great. Less than ideal, to say the least. But to go up against a San Francisco 49ers team, that right now is the bell of the football ball. Like, they're, they're it. They're, they're the team everybody wants to be right now. They've put up 30-plus points in five straight games. They have a commanding defense. Sunday night football was an absolute clinic to the point where Jerry Jones had to go on a local Dallas radio station today and voice support for Dak Prescott. Listen, they got so embarrassed on Sunday, he had to voice support for him like it was the end of the season postseason round one loss defense statement. I don't think I've ever seen an owner have to defend a quarterback the way that Jerry did and saying he could still win a Super Bowl in week five going into week six of the season the way that Jerry just did on a local radio station. That was so wild on so many different levels, but that's how badly the 49ers just embarrassed a team that three weeks ago we thought could be headed towards a Super Bowl in Dallas. Three weeks ago, they were the talk of the NFL town. I mean, three weeks ago, we acted like Dak all of a sudden fixed his turnover issue, like that Cowboys defense was all of a sudden the only defense in the NFL that if they weren't better than the Browns, could at least compete side by side with the Browns. And in the snap of a fingers, blink of an eye, all of that goes poof up in smoke. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So the Browns got that challenge sitting over there on their plate. And meanwhile, we're trying to figure out not only if Deshaun Watson can or cannot play, 
But if it's not going to be Deshaun, who exactly it's going to be? Is it P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger? Is it DTR and his collection of Slayer t-shirts? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know that information. I'll tell you who I'm voting for, like we're at the polls or something. I'll tell you, I'll cast my ballot coming up here in just a little bit. But the reality is, is that the Browns are taking on a 49ers team that even if Deshaun Watson was there, Vegas still wouldn't have us as a home favorite. Even if he was there and present and ready to go, and it looked like his shoulder was 100% fine, and it's not. Latest news of the day, in case you're just joining us, in case you've been away, you know, doing work or whatever you got to do for the day, I understand it. You're busy people. Rotator cuff contusion is what they're calling it today. Tom Pelissero reporting on the NFL Network. Rotator cuff contusion. So that is more serious than what they were going with in the previous week and a half, and uh, they're saying it's day-to-day. We'll talk to our Browns insider, Daryl Ryder, when he joins us at 920. They're saying it's day-to-day, but ultimately, I don't know that I can trust anything they say at this point. But the reality is that you can't make this stuff up. I, I am, I'm perplexed as to how we got here. I'm perplexed as to how we ended up at this part of the season where it feels like we're already waving the white flags on games. I mean, we're already sitting there approaching a San Francisco game that is supposed to be one of these games where if you had a healthy Deshaun Watson, it could be a signature Browns win. It could be the type of win that because you don't play a bunch of really good teams in the future, you'd look back on for the entirety of the season and say, remember when we got them? And how I thought on Sunday night, I was thinking to myself, if Deshaun can play, and again, I had my reservations the way you guys do, I was wondering if this was a trap game for San Francisco. They got to fly from the West Coast to the East Coast. It's a 1 o'clock Sunday game. They're coming off the Sunday night beatdown that they just had. This game had every bit the recipe of being a trap game for San Francisco. That's why Vegas, before the Sunday night game, when they did the look-ahead lines, had the 49ers at Cleveland Brown Stadium being only a two-point favorite. Obviously, that has changed, and it's continued to shift. And it's continued to go up and up and up like it's Apple stock or something. It just continues to go up and up and up and higher and higher. And no no sense of it going down in the Browns' direction. But where I want to start with you guys at 216-474-0092. I'm not convinced Deshaun Watson will play. I don't think we're going to get that answer. I don't think we'll get it tomorrow when I would imagine he speaks. I don't think we'll get it tomorrow when you'll hear from the Browns next. I would imagine we'll get more information as the week moves on, and I would think it's going to be a Sunday, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, close to game time decision, the same way that it was a couple weeks ago when we took on the Ravens. I, that's what I'm projecting out. But I want to talk to you guys about this backup quarterback situation now because now we have to really have a, a real conversation about what it is the Browns should do. Can the Browns win Sunday if they go with DTR – or should they hand it off to P.J. Walker? That's got to be the question you have to ask yourself. The Browns like Icarus. They flew too close to the sun. They knew that a rookie quarterback wouldn't be able to work. They overvalued what he did in the preseason, which is laughable since the preseason hasn't mattered in a very long time. But the Browns rolled the dice. Dice came up seven. They crapped out. Now they got to live with the decisions that they made. I can't rewrite their history. I can't bring Nick Chubb back off the injured list, and I sure as hell can't make them not trade Josh Dobbs. Let's live in the present. Let's live with what we know. Now, what you guys know, I want to hear from you. 216-474-0092. Would you go DTR or would you go with P.J. Walker? 
P.J. Walker, who has won games as recently as last year, P.J. Walker, who beat Tom Brady last season, by the way, or DTR, the man who threw three interceptions in the only professional game we have on his ledger. 216474 to below 92. On Twitter, there you can find me. I am at Jay Peterlin. Twitter reactions brought to you by our friends at Shop and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. We'll do it all next. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you on the fam. But first, it is Jonathan Peterlin here for Jeremy Hamilton and the entire team at Classic Chevrolet in Menor. Truck season continues at Classic Chevrolet with APRs as low as 0% on select vehicles. Plus, get the friends and family discount during October. On 2023 and 2024 Equinox, 2023 Traverse, 2023 Blazer, and 2023 and 2024 Silverado 1500s. Shop in person at the Classic Flagship Dealership. You guys know where to go. As always, it's Route 615 in Menor. Or you don't want to go in, and I understand that. Sometimes you just don't want to go in. I get it completely. You can view their entire inventory of new and certified pre-owned Chevys online at driveclassicchevy.com. That's driveclassicchevy.com. Chevrolet. By new roads. Aaron Schatz joining us coming up at 8 o'clock. It is overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. Glad you guys can make us a part of your night. Right now, I'm asking you guys, can the Browns win Sunday if they use DTR or should they go with P.J. Walker? I think the Browns weren't ready for a Nick Chubb injury if they didn't have a starting quarterback. I'd say the Browns have been incredibly unlucky in that they had about two layers of protection and each one failed, which when your job is on the line, you think they'd have more than two layers of protection, but you realistically can't have seven layers of protection for every part of your football team. But the the obvious answer is the quarterback is not just any part of your football team. Kind of reminds me of like airlines. Airlines, they say it takes seven straight human errors for a commercial airliner to crash. Seven straight, which makes it almost impossible. That's why I always tell my wife when we're flying, like, don't worry. These things, you're in good hands. Commercial airliners, they don't really crash. It's okay. It takes a lot of work on on human error in order to, to crash one of those things. So if my job was on the line, I might have that many layers as well backed up to the quarterback. The reality is, in my mind, they had two. The first one being, if if there's an injury to Deshaun Watson, then we're going to throw whatever quarterback we got out there, and then Nick Chubb's going to run the ball 35 times. He's just going to run the ball more than he's ever ran the ball before, and because he runs five yards a pop between him and Jerome Ford, we're going to be fine. We're just going to be a really extreme running team for those games, and that'll be it. Nick Chubb gets injured, and you can't rely on Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt the same way. That's no disrespect to them, too. It's just the reality of it. So that was their first line of defense. Their second line of defense was DTR, and that's on them. That's, I mean, there's no other way to put it. That's on them. He threw three picks. He turned the ball over like he was getting paid by each interception. That's on them. That's bad evaluation. That is bad trusting of preseason football. Like every Steelers fan that wanted to tell you Kenny Babyhands Pickett was in good hands and was going to be all right because he just was awesome in preseason football. We mocked him because you shouldn't take anything out of preseason football. And the reality is, is that we're the ones getting burned out of that as well. Because our fans, yes, us, I'm including all of us here, we just got mesmerized by what DTR can do in a preseason football game, which we know better. We know better. That's on us. Why I'm for P.J. Walker in this one, though, 
I know these options might not be the sexiest for the two of you, and we might be debating whether you're going on a prison sentence or you're going to house arrest. Clearly, one is better than the other, but neither options are entirely great. P.J. Walker had a game last year where, and I, I know he wasn't awesome all last year, but he started in this NFL game against Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, somebody you guys know, right? Guy won seven Super Bowls. You know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You put the goat symbol next to him, people aren't like, what are you doing? They're like, yeah, that's appropriate. Uh, he went up against Brady. He was 16 to 22 passing. Yeah, he didn't throw for 200 yards. He threw for about a buck 80. But he didn't turn the ball over, and he had a pair of touchdown passes. I saw him do it with my own two eyes. That's why my vote, as if I'm, I'm going up to the ballot here, my vote is for P.J. Walker. Because if he can beat Tom Brady and he can look good doing it, then I know he can do it one more time. I'm not saying I'm making the bet that he's going to. That would be silly. I don't think P.J. Walker would get the start and we all of a sudden need to be placing our bets in favor of the Browns for this weekend and the money line. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I got zero evidence of DTR ever beating Tom Brady and I got one game of P.J. Walker outdueling and outplaying Tom Brady and getting a win against Tampa Bay last year muddied the hell up out of that game, but he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't get sacked a ton. He threw two touchdown passes when it mattered the most, and he had six total incompletions. He wasn't perfect, but it was about as perfect as you can get for someone named P.J. Walker. That's what I need to see. I And because I've seen it, that's how I know that's who I want the Browns to go ahead and get. But I want you guys, and by get, I mean call up and then play, obviously. But I want you guys to tell me, 216-474-92, are you staying with DTR or do you want to go P.J. Walker? Well, and Ashtabula going to lead us off here on the fan. Hello. Hey, hey, Jonathan. Hey, great show. I love your tenacity. You. Um, a few points real quick. One, Tom Brady was a six-round pick. Okay, there we go. Uh, <laughs> DTR, DTR is a good kid. Yes, is he green? Sure. But I think if we put him in a situation where we don't have him do a whole lot of stuff and help build his confidence up and rotate two backs in there at all times, just to protect his butt or have, be able to pitch it off to somebody, he might have a shot. Now, if he fails and he starts to get in trouble, hey, what's the worst thing you throw that other guy in there? But I think for his confidence level, because they really sausaged him when they put him in there with that other scheme they had. I mean, the kid didn't have a shot. Was he ready? No, but he didn't have a shot. So they have to have a real simple two backs, rotate him in and out, can you hold, can we keep the game in an offensive so they're burning up the clock so the defense don't get whipped out there? And, hey, you know what? That's what the Browns – that's what the fans want to see. You know, and if he, if, he, if he fails out there, we're probably not going to win a game anyways. But we're going to try. I mean, that's just my opinion. So, well, so you mentioned confidence, though. What if what if he goes out there and gets wrecked again? Isn't his well, confidence he, you know what? He, may, he may, but you know what? It's, it's going it's, it's to either make a leather skin or he's going to turn into jello. And the other thing I want, one other point real quick, Jonathan. Yeah. Andrew Berry and Stefanski don't think their jobs are at stake. I really think these guys think they got a pass. They're ignorant if they think that. Well, I know they're ignorant. No, trust me, don't even, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> really, don't, don't even know. Because I really think the way they talk, the way they plan, the way they, they just think they are smarter than all of us. Yeah, you're right Sorry. there. You're right there. And thank you. I appreciate you as always. Uh, you're right there. I mean. I was having a conversation 
with uh, with a boss earlier today, and he was like, "So if if there's a couple, if Watson misses a couple games, is Stefanski is he just going to be all right for this year and not get fired? If they if they happen to miss the postseason, I'm like, to hell, he's not getting fired. What? Yes, he's getting fired, and we should throw Andrew Barry in the mix as well. Andrew Barry has not done, he's really not had a good part of when the season actually got underway. He has not had himself a good stretch here. Jed Wills." Somebody that he gave an extension to and re or sorry restructured his contract in a way that he has to be on this team for the next two years regardless. Something he didn't have to do has been an absolute turnstile. The Jack Conklin extension looks worse and worse by the day. There's a million different things. No true backup plan in case Nick Chubb got injured. And now no true back- backup plan because of the Dobbs trade uh, in case Deshaun Watson got injured. And I know Deshaun Watson's been really healthy throughout his NFL career. I mean, the dude played through a torn ACL in college, and we've gone through the ruptured lung story. It's not real, but people want to manufacture it. The reality is is that he's, he's missed one game. He's missed one game in his entire NFL career. But the dude also never went through two years of being off in his entire NFL career. So you tell me whether you should have been prepared for that or not. Probably should have had a little bit of a preparation plan there. And, and to what Lowell had to say, I find it fascinating if they don't understand that their jobs are on the line. I would be coaching and I would be GMing because I have no other way to say that. I've thought about that before. Is it general managing? Is that what we're going to go with there? I have no way of being in that front office and no way of being a head coach without the understanding that this could be it. All the moves Andrew Barry made this offseason suggested he knew what was at stake. And you would think Kevin Stefanski would be coaching like everything would be at stake. But the fact that he did not even change up that game plan for the Ravens and the fact that I honestly do believe in my heart of hearts that I spent more time because I do five hours of radio of night and do four hours before the game got underway. I honestly do believe I spent more time thinking about the Ravens without Deshaun Watson than the actual Browns did in Kevin Stefanski. And that's a massive problem. Now, Obviously, I think about the Browns an awful ton throughout my day, but uh, clearly, they didn't. They didn't want to change up the game plan at all and mix up the fifteen plays. How lazy can you get? I unbelievable, unbelievable that that's what we did in an NFL team. Yeah, we got the fifteen plays. We're good. Copy and paste this one for the rookie. What? It's just it's, it's as if they decided they were going to lose that game, and it's all it was. If you really think your job is on the line the way that he should think his job is on the line, you don't just wave the white flag for any of these games. You treat these things like the Fabergé eggs that they are. They're delicate. You got to make sure that you take advantage of every single one you possibly can because you don't know you don't know when the, the, the your time is up. Basically, you don't know. 216-474-0092. That's some good vote of confidence for DTR right there. I'm still standing by P.J. Walker, mainly with the idea uh, that he took down Tom Brady once last year. Is that the most rock-solid thinking and logic you've ever heard? Not really, but we're battling backup quarterbacks. In the battle of backup quarterbacks, I don't have much to really hang my hat on, do I? But I do have a win against Tom Brady, which at least tells me for one Sunday, I'm not saying he's your answer for a whole year. I don't even know that he's answer, the answer if you make the call with him to begin with. But for one Sunday... You know he had it in him at one point to be able to go 16-22, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Did not say the same thing for Dorian Thompson-Robinson. All I've seen is a bunch of interceptions. Three, 216 to below 92. Tommy in Brunswick up next. Hello, Tommy. 
Hello. Thank you, Jonathan. You know, I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Tom. Listen, you know, you're Flacco, you know, Dalton. You know, you're not going to bring this guy in. You play DTR because he knows the place. And you have the second-string quarterback. But I'll tell you what. Watson better dress. He better dress for this game. Even if he's third-string, you know, because he can't play or whatever. Well, but if he can't play, then you don't want him dressing because you don't want him active to take up the spot. Oh, okay. Didn't yeah. know that. All right. Yeah. Good one. Good one. Oh. All right. But still, but still, I don't need Flacco or an old-timer in here. No, no. You play, you play DTR again, I guess, right? I mean, that's why I'm saying – that's why I'm saying you, you don't play DTR. I'm saying you play P.J. Walker. Well, who's first in the eyes of the coaches? I mean, that's that's who's going to play. I think, you know? to, Tommy, I think, and I appreciate the call, man, as always, I think that's going to flip. Sorry, I heard my voice in the background. I can only do so much of me as I'm already talking. I think that's going to flip. I, I Honestly, I, I think they went into the week – uh, against the Ravens, thinking we got to give DTR a chance. And I think once we ended up getting there, we had to flip this one around. We had to Uno reverse this card, and we had to give it to P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger. That's it. Had to be the answer. Because you can't keep going back to DTR. Uh, one of two things is going to happen. Either the kid is just going to get – he's going to get wrecked because he got to face the Ravens and then the 49ers as a rookie. And then he's just – I mean, he's basically just spent then. Or the other thing, which I think is such a remote possibility that I wouldn't even consider it, and that's that he's Brock Purdy, somebody that can just come into the season, rookie quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, and be awesome. But in order to do that, you need someone like Stefanski to be Shanahan, and I don't think Stefanski is Shanahan, and you need someone to basically be, I call Brock Purdy privilege. I call him privileged because he's got so many weapons. Life is so easy for him. But the man does not take any sacks, and he doesn't turn the ball over, and he is a master at making sure he keeps the football in his hands and gets out and gets the football out of his hands quicker than almost anybody in the NFL. He's got the fourth quickest rate for getting the football out of his hands. DTR is nowhere close to that. 216474 to below 92. Mish up next. Mish, long time. How you been? How you been, brother? Good, good, good. What's Thank on your mind? you. Yeah. I listen to you all the time, and I was telling him the same thing. You say everything that I talk about all the time. You you speak the truth, mm-hmm. and this is what I'm worried about right now. I'm a third generation Browns fan. My mom is upset. My grandfather's upset. He, you know, he's 90, 90, 90 years old, and I'm telling you, this is my good. What's going on? It's not good. Like, you you're right. It's not it's good. It's not good. No. It's not good. And you speaking the truth. What we gonna do now? We the running back situation, not good. The uh, come on now. With the the uh that gone my thing was with the uh whole um quarterback thing. Why would you sit there and get a whole quarterback and get the make them uh uh, uh, not, Mish, uh, Mish, your phone's breaking up on me there. I'm sorry. I got to let you go, man. I appreciate you, though, as always. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. The whole thing is tough. Two one six four seven four to below 92. You tell me what you would do. Would you go Sunday with DTR, or would you say what I'm saying? Go with P.J. Walker, the man that has beat Tom Brady at one point last year. Is his overall numbers the greatest? No, maybe not, but he showed me for one Sunday that he can do it. Two one six four seven four to below 92. Continue with your phone calls. 
Aaron Schatz going to join us at 8 o'clock. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterman here with you on The Fan. Aaron Schatz going to join us, part of the FTN Network. Remember last time we had Aaron on? He said the Browns need to be a top 10 offense and defense. They've hit one part of that in spades. The other part we're still waiting to find out. Uh, but right now we're talking with you guys at 216-474 to below 92. And we're weighing the pros and the cons. DTR, or really it's for the backup situation, or P.J. Walker. And I've maintained I like the idea of P.J. Walker mainly because I've seen him do it before. I, last year against Tom Brady, I'm going to say I'm going to be a broken record on this one Tom Brady game, but it's true. You have six incompletions in the entire game. You throw for two touchdowns, no turnovers, didn't get sacked a ton. Like he was, he was good enough to have them win against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And I know Tom Brady was 45 at that point, and maybe his career was on life support. Say what you want, he still beat Tom Brady last year. That's got to mean something more than what DTR has been able to do in his career, where all we've seen him do is turn the ball over. And I'm kind of surprised, but maybe I shouldn't be. The amount of support for DTR is fascinating for me. The amount of people that are just trying to tell me in certain ways that uh, he didn't get a fair shake, he didn't get the right opportunity, he didn't get a, a realistic chance to succeed, and maybe you're right, maybe you're not. You know, you can make a legitimate argument that he was set up to fail last week and he wasn't given a true or two weeks ago and was not given a fair shake. You can make that argument and I'll stand here and listen to it. But ultimately what I saw wasn't good enough. Not against San Francisco. Because if we have two drives of what we saw at all in in that game two weeks ago, we're never going to stand a chance. Meanwhile, if P.J. Walker... For whatever reason, like whatever random reason happened last year, where for one week just was able to be in a different body, basically, and was able to, it's like when you go golfing and all of a sudden you have that one round once every like 15 where you're awesome. Like a couple weeks ago, I went and I played at uh, Springvale. Springvale is one of the easier courses, but I, whatever, I don't care. Still counts. I love it. And I played the best round I played in years, if not ever. Had to be ever, because I'm progressively getting better and better, thanks to my guy over there, Jeff, at, uh, at Golf Tech. And I'm like, oh, my God. Did, I, did it click? Did something happen? I mean, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm playing better than I was a couple months ago, playing better than I was a couple years ago. I don't know if anything necessarily clicked, but what I do know is that for one day, I was playing out of, uh, an out-of-body way of playing golf. That's P.J. Walker in a nutshell. So we know he's got it in him for one day. I'm not saying he's got to be great for 365 or a whole season, but for one day he's shown that he can do that. DTR has never shown us that. 216474 to below 92. Jeff in Eastlake up next on the fan. Hello, Jeff. Hey, John. How's it going? What's up, Jeff? Oh, not too much. I'm another one that should, we'll say, you know, start uh, DTR. My reason is this. One, I wish they'd let us know who's going to start right now. Give them the full week of prep and not just one day. Uh, to T.J. Walker, all right, to my knowledge, I'd never seen him play. You know, yeah, it was one game. It was with a different team he won. And the last thing I got right now is with Deshaun the, the Watson, as, as much as I've seen, right now I thought we had a Ferrari, but right now I'm thinking – I'm really believing we bought a lemon. Thank you. I'll listen to you on the oh, other side. Thank you, Jeff. Man, I've never bought a lemon car. That's my big fear, though. You buy a lemon, just doesn't work. That's my big fear. All right, so so is are we going to do like a Juan Thornhill thing with P.J. Walker here? He called him T.J. Walker. Do people not know P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger? 
If I didn't keep saying P- P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger, would I not know who P.J. Walker is? I, I, I don't know. Do you guys not know who he is? Is that what the problem is? Is this like a Kellen Mond situation all over again? We're getting ready for a preseason game, and I'm out here dissecting Kellen Mond and going through his Wikipedia, and I'm telling you all the different Kellen Mond facts. In fact, I, I related him to uh, Dustin Fox, both third-round picks to Minnesota that then didn't get a fair shake. Is that what this is? This is, It might be what it is. Am I defending P.J. Walker harder than he needs to be defended? I just I heard a lot of people earlier today, and I heard a lot of people trying to discuss P.J. Walker, and I thought they were a little misleading when they discussed him with the amount of interceptions and turnovers. His first year, he had a five-interception game. It was awful. It's been three years of that, though, where he's had an opportunity to start and play in games And last year, he obviously looked his very best, including the game that I'm going to reference, obviously, until Sunday. But no, the Browns aren't going to make a call on this one. They're not going to make a call on it until they have to. And that's not gamemanship or anything like that. I genuinely do think that Deshaun is giving him every idea that he can just get healthy in the snap of a fingers. Because remember, a week and a half has gone by, and the man a week and a half ago still thought he was going to be able to play on Sunday. I, I think he just believes that he's got these like superpowers to heal himself. I'm not sure what it is, but I, I, I yeah, they're not going to call it yet. No, two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Luke and Lakewood up next. Hello, Luke. Hey, how's your life? Life is good, actually. Thank you for asking. How's yours? Oh, not so bad. Good, good. Love to hear it. Uh, yeah, I just when you said that Stefanski's play calling against the Ravens was lazy. I think it was cocky. Not, no, 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 no. The, the play calling wasn't lazy. It was the preparation no, and getting ready for that. changing the game plan. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that's right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, and I agree with you that uh, Walker should be getting this start. As a huge XFL fan, I've seen what he's capable oh, yeah. of doing. Who's your team? <laughs> Obviously, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you know, I like I love your take. But I mean, he showed that he was capable of doing it at least. But I just hope that Stefanski doesn't get in his own way and not give him a any whoever they decide to start, not put him in the right position to have a chance to win. Yeah, I mean that's all we got to give him. A, and thank you, Luke. I appreciate you. We got to give him a chance. We got to give him a chance. You got to get a legitimately game plan and give him a chance in order to get the win. But I don't think it's going to work that way. I might be wrong. Maybe we'll find out, and we're going to find out more tomorrow in some stretch. Maybe I'm just wrong. But I, I think it's going to come down to Sunday morning. This time, though, they better have at least had two different scripts ready to go. Something if Deshaun could play and something if Deshaun obviously couldn't play. Jeffrey in Cleveland up next. Hello, Jeffrey. Hey, hey, how's it going, guys? Here's the thing here. San Francisco, haven't, they haven't met our defense yet. We've got one of the best defense in the NFL, I think. I think and so, too, but, Jeffrey, they, they just took on Dallas on Sunday night. Dallas is the only other team that people are talking about having a better defense than us or at least you know similar defense as us when it comes to the skill set. And, uh, I mean, they took them to the woodshed. But, but we're not the Dallas Cowboys. We've got a better defense than anybody in the NFL, I think. I think that our defenders, our backs, they can defend independently, and they can defend as a team also. They hit hard, they fast and quick, and they can read offensive sets. That's number one. Number two, we need to run that back, okay? We need to run that Deshaun uh, showed contusion back. Run it back. How did he get it? Was it 
more of Stefanski novice play calling, uh, Deshaun holding the ball too long, or one of those busted plays where he had to strike out, or because if it is, it's just going to be the same thing the next quarterback. It's happened to Baker Mayfield. Now it's happened to Deshaun. Who's next? Go Browns. Thank you, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, is Jeffrey insinuating that Kevin Stefanski puts his quarterbacks in danger? Is that the insinuation there? Might be. Cowboys defense shut out the Giants 40 to nothing. They beat the Patriots 38 to 3. They stopped the Jets 30 to 10. They've had some really impressive games, but I'm open to the idea that the Patriots are obviously a grease fire. The Giants aren't much better. And the Jets right now, they look good against the Broncos last week, but that's not saying much. Uh, me, Michael Bohm, James Bridges, and eight other dudes at the park could probably put up some points against this Broncos defense. So like, I, I'm open to the idea. I'm open to the idea that maybe, just maybe, the Cowboys defense got a little bit of a glow up because they haven't played the world's greatest teams. And how sandwiched in between them was that Cardinals game that uh, that actually it was it was one of those games Josh Dobbs ended up like making a legitimate awesome game into where, you know, they allowed 400 total yards to Josh Dobbs. But that's either here nor there. I'm open to the idea that the Cowboys defense was overrated. But the reality is that the, this 49ers offense is really, really good. For more on that, Aaron Schott's going to join us with just how good the 49ers actually are. Reminder, it's always game day in Cleveland. Crew of Daryl Ryder and Andy Baskin are ready and rested after the early bye. To get you ready for some of the toughest matchups of the year. Subscribe now, 923thefan.com or the Odyssey app to get two episodes each week plus the special postgame edition sponsored locally by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. Aaron Schatz with the latest on the Browns' backup quarterback situation and whether if Deshaun can go, do we actually have a shot against San Francisco? More to come. It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle here with you on The Fan.